What's good, everybody? This is Silas from SilasBeats.info here with another episode of the Leverage Podcast, the podcast that helps you get ahead. This is episode 156, and in it, I want to answer a question that I've been getting. Um, I think it's come through about three times. Not a lot of times, but it's enough for me to actually want to do something about it. So the question goes, um, what, how, do, how do people make the transition? How do artists make the transition from being, um, uh, you know, the, doing free gigs to doing paid gigs? And what it made me think as to why, because I know most people will just say, you know what, you just kind of need, just need to set your price and whatnot. But the issue with setting a price is at some point, if you're not ready for that transition, no one's going to pay you. You know, they're just going to go from saying, hey, do you want to come perform? You're like, yeah, well, this is my fee. Um, then all of a sudden they're going to be like, well, okay, cool, we'll get back to you. And then obviously they won't. So just take into consideration that you know that that is probably what's going to happen initially but you know how to make that switch i can't tell you exactly i mean i'm not an artist just as background i i don't perform at all so this isn't my area of of total expertise but i want to try and tackle it from a um from a going from free to um paid standpoint and i did that through my um, beat sales. Uh, initially, obviously, as everybody begins, these things go out for free. Um, then what happens is, you know, people end up um, people end up asking you, okay, cool, what's your price? And then you're like, oh, okay, cool, so I can sell these things. Then from there, it builds and develops and develops. And as your name goes up, these things all start to improve. Now, um, in a situation where you want to go from basically not being paid for what you're doing, whether it's beat making, whether it's performing, I don't care what it is. Um, there has to be a proper transition. And I think the actual, the real initial question is, are you ready to make that transition? And when I say ready, I don't mean, are you, um, are you prepared? Cause I, I think, I feel like everybody's prepared, but I feel like people haven't put in enough hours of free work or you know free stuff before they move over to the paid stuff what happens is people will do two gigs and they're like hey someone will say to them hey man you should be charging or someone will say to you oh at least you're getting paid for this and you go home and you think to yourself damn i'm not getting paid a cent um so that's that's how people begin that's how it always starts and then from there you know and then you then you decide hey you know what i'm just gonna start charging you set a ridiculous price and then no one no one hits you up for work. It's unfortunate. So I think just to avoid all of that, your transition needs to be very smooth, i.e. the work needs to be put in. So not two gigs, not five gigs, not 15 gigs. I'm talking about enough gigs until someone begins paying you. From there, you will slowly start to develop because, you, you know, you, you're not going to go from a situation where you have nothing to having um, gigs that are coming through monthly and you're getting uh, droves of cash. That's not how it's going to work. Um, it's going to be a, a transitional process. It's not a smooth one. I won't lie. In any situation, it's not a smooth one. Um, but what you, can, what you can do just to help speed things up is focus on um, the different things that you are doing when you get your free gigs. Getting free gigs is, is I don't think it's a problem for people. Um, I've, I know a lot of people that can get a hold of free gigs, but again, they ask me like, why? Why the hell should I perform for free? 
And I'm like, I look at your look at your social standing. Do you have any social proof that you're good? Because you might be good, and I believe in you. That's why you're here, and we're having this conversation. I believe in you, but at the same time, if no one else does, what are you doing? You know what I mean? You need to start pushing from somewhere. So you make the most of those opportunities. So if someone, if you're gonna be performing, don't just perform and then keep quiet because you're gonna you will fail in that way. When you perform, you actually need to make noise about it. Get your friends to come through. Get people that you know to come through. Um, advertise. So use social media platforms to advertise. When you're at the gig, take pictures. You know, post to social media again. When you're there, get footage as well. Get this footage and then start moving it around. Give it to your friends. Uh, post it on social media. Let people see that you're actually, um, that you're documenting what you're doing. Because for me, I found it was so, my, my biggest transition of late has been when I started showing people that I was actually in studio. So I used to tweet and say in studio with at so and so. That was my tweet. Um, and then I'd pray for a retweet. Usually I wouldn't get it or sometimes people just get lazy. You know, I, you'd expect a reciprocation but they wouldn't do it. Now what I do is I do um, every single time someone comes through to the studio, I try to get a picture. Either on the either with the um, uh, discretion or not I, I take the picture I pop it up I tag them and I'm like I was in the studio with so and so this is what happened cool um, so in that way I'm making the most of what I'm doing uh, making the most of my situation I might not be getting massively high paying uh, beat sales but what I am getting is exposure for the beat sales that I am making or the studio sessions I am making um, whenever I do a radio interview, I never leave there empty-handed. Some people go there and they're like, cool, radio, radio interview done. They take one picture, radio interview done. That doesn't help you much because now you've got one picture. Now, these are all strategies. Now, I'm giving actual strategies as to how you can move yourself from free gigs to paid gigs. So, when you're at a radio interview, what are you doing there, right? You're there to raise awareness. Why not maximize on the awareness you're trying to raise? Especially when you're in a situation where you're, A, doing things DIY, and obviously that then B means that you don't have a massive budget and then C obviously when it comes to PR you're going to be doing it solo right these are all things you need to take into consideration so what you do is you get whatever content you can while you're there take pictures while you're there sure take pictures not picture get pictures of you moving towards the event um, moving towards the radio station um, you are pulling up to the radio station, you get to the radio station, you can take at least two pictures, at the very least two pictures. From there, get a small video, very short one, it can be 10 seconds if you want it to be, post that one. Um, when you are there, you can ask the radio DJ for the audio, for the interview. That is something that certain, I think smaller stations will help you with. Um, because then you can, I, the times that I've gotten my, my footage, it's been because I, um, um, I've just asked. I've just asked them. I've said to them, you know what? This is what I want to do. I want to push it beyond today, and I want to, you know, I just want you to hand me that um, that audio, and then with that audio, I'm going to try and I'm going to try and repost it onto social media. That's what I did. Grabbed, uh, would grab it, and then I pop it online, and then what would happen is. One, two, three, four, five people would listen to it. At least those five people now know about 
that interview and that it happened. Remember when the interview happens, it happens. The moment, then it goes away. As a DIY artist, you need to make sure that these moments last as long as possible so that you can milk them as, as well as you can. Um, milking them, milking situations like this as well as you can might be the difference between you being spotted by someone and not being spotted by someone. So even in a situation where, where, you, where, I, was, where I was telling you just now that I got five extra views on this interview, it's fine. It's five more than I was going to get. And now it also shows proof that I've been there to that interview. I was there talking to people, you know. It wasn't just me dreaming about a goal that I, you know, that something that I wanted to do. Um, and these are, the, these are the ways that you build. You build up slowly and you build up meaningfully. So a situation like that you can milk till it's max. You get to a situation where you've done this so many times that it's you know you it kind of just happens you know this the social proof and all those things just happen you start getting paid for gigs you start getting associated with things remember you can't fake you can't fake um uh what can i call it i want to give it a nice name you can't fake i want to call it social proof but you can't fake fame you can't fake being on the rise these are the things you can't fake when people see that you're creating a buzz they're all on you that's just how it is i've seen many artists who have gotten a little bit of buzz and because now they think that they're ready for all these things they start doing funny things they start um they no longer come to you for studio sessions they know they go they try and hit other people up you know for for certain things you know they'll they'll almost feel as though you know what i've now moved i'm no longer in so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so's league I am now in a new place therefore everything needs to change they change the way they dress they change the way they look they change the way they behave they change the way they act and for the most part it's a flash in a pan because you know you can't keep it up especially if you if the hype is not there you cannot keep it up it has to be undeniable when it's undeniable that's when people start to look when people start to look that's when things start to come your way all of a sudden, people start giving you free stuff, you know, because you, they realize that you utilize, you wearing their cap means that they're going to get um, uh, a little bit of exposure. Um, people now start asking you to take pictures with them. This is how it all develops. It happens slowly. For you to turn into that ultimate public figure that you want to, that transition has to happen naturally. It has to happen slowly. Um, eventually, what will happen is... Um, you'll find that um, it grows to a point where this doesn't even matter anymore. It won't matter at all because um, you're already getting a lot of, you're already garnering a lot of attention. Remember this attention that you want, at the moment you have to fish for it. Unfortunately, you're in a situation where you are not the biggest artist in the country, therefore you need to fish for, for this attention and you need to make the most out of it when you get the attention. Same with music production. In the beginning, when you're getting features, why are you gunning for the biggest features? Um, you can, you know, once in a while you might get lucky and you get the feature. I'm not saying don't do it at all. I'm just saying be careful when you do it because you don't want to waste too much of your time looking for something that is going to be, that you probably won't get. Especially, you know, you've been making beats for two months and now you want to try hustle a beat through to somebody. You don't have you don't have the back catalog in terms of you know extra loads of beats you don't have 50 60 90 200 beats 
that you are able to say, okay, cool, this is what I want. Because unfortunately, or fortunately, the cream always rises to the top. You get into a situation where you get a big feature, right? You're a music producer. You get a big feature, um, you get a good beat, cool, the track does well. What do you do next, right? You've only been making beats for three months. What happens is now you start getting a whole lot more requests. People are like, yeah, man, can you make me a beat? I heard that track you did. And you're like, oh, this is nice. Now you start making that same beat that you made for three months. Because in three months, you don't get, you don't learn a lot, right? You're not learning styles. You're not learning a whole lot of new things. Sure, time passes and you slowly get better. But remember, these are people that want beats today because they, they heard about you. Now they want product. And unfortunately, you are still in a situation where you're only making these two, three types of beats. And when people come through to you and they say, you know what, I like that you're able to make this trap beat. Can you make me a, I want a boom bap beat, but I wanted to have the same, I wanted to have your flavor. And you, you struggle. You end up in a situation where you struggle hard. Um, and it, <clears throat> it just doesn't work. It doesn't work out um, for you. Eventually you fizzle out and that's the end of you. I see it happen all the time. So my advice to you is continue as you are. With regards to getting paid gigs, paid gigs will, they come eventually. I am in contact with quite a few people that do get paid gigs and for them, this isn't even a question, you know. It's not a question of can I, you know, can I get paid for this gig? They've, they've built up their profile in such a way, to such a state, to such a degree, that when people come through, all they're expecting is that. It's the same with um, any features that I might have done on, on um, larger tracks. People come to me and they'll say to me, how much does that guy charge? And I'm like, I don't know, I'm not his, I'm not his manager, I don't, know what, I, don't know what, um, I don't know what he charges. He's like, yeah, okay, cool, so I, I need, I'm gonna need to buy studio time. I'm gonna need to buy a beat from you and I'm gonna need to pay for the feature. So, um, yeah, I just need you to hook up a, uh, I need you to hook up a, a quote. I'm like, okay, cool. Whereas when I have another, you know, another person will come along, they might not be as big. What you now find is um, no one's asking for feature prices. No one wants to pay for a feature with someone that they don't know. So your, your trick to getting all of these things is going to be to build, putting in the work and building up, what you, uh, building up what you already have, which takes time and it takes hard work, which is the ultimate answer, I think, to anything in this um, music industry. If you don't put in those hours, you don't put in those days, you don't put in those nights of just working on something that you might end up just scrapping but you work on it because you feel like you it's going to help you develop if you don't put in those nights you're not going to get the results unfortunately and that's how it is with pretty much everything in life so there's no magic bullet or no magic way to get people to start paying you for your things paying you for your features actually paying you for your beats there's no magic way you kind of just need to dive in start with what you know and from there you just Build and build and build and build and build. Slowly, but surely. Cool. So, 
If you want to um, send an email through, you can um, to business at silasbeats.info or you can head through to my website, which is www.silasbeats.info and we can keep the conversation going there. Till the next time, peace.